Hey friends, welcome to Boca, a podcast exploring the ever-blurring lines between the personal and business lives of professional photographers. This is your host, Nathan Holritz, and I'm bringing you a special episode of the Boca podcast today called Workflow Wednesday. During these special edition episodes, myself and my co-hosts will focus on helping you develop more efficient daily and weekly workflows around post-production, communication, task and project management, time management, file and image management, and yes, the list does go on. We're going to save you an incredible amount of time in your work week, and we promise not to be too nerdy. This podcast is brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom image editing for the wedding and portrait photographer. Visit photographersedit.com. Everybody, thank you so much for joining us today for Workflow Wednesday. On uh, Facebook, we are live at facebook.com slash photogsedit, P-H-O-T-O-G-S-E-D-I-T. I finally got that spelling right after how many years we have had that handle. Um, and then for those of you that are watching live, thank you for joining us. Please don't hesitate to comment on the conversation, ask questions. We'd, we'd love engagement. Uh, but for those of you that are listening on on the uh, or watching live, I'm sorry, you'll hear, you can hear the podcast episode later on if you want to listen to just the audio version as well. You can go to Boca, B-O-K-E-H podcast.com. And this episode normally goes out on Wednesday at about 5 p.m. Eastern. Uh, for those of you who have not listened in or watched before, this is a, a special series that we do usually every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern. And uh, we're focusing on the topic of workflow. We're, we're all involved in workflow in some form or fashion. And our goal is to help you, the photography business owner, be a bit more efficient at it. So you've got more time for the important things in life, and, and for that matter, in business as well. So that is the focus of the series. And um, we have the privilege today of not only being joined, of course, by uh, our my regular co-hosts, Haley and Rich and Heather, but uh, also to have Meredith Rinkars with us. Meredith, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited. Workflow is something we love in our house. Man, I, I wish we loved workflow. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, uh, our personalities we we always uh, we always tend to rely on people just like you to help us with our workflow because uh, it does not come naturally to all of us. So, uh, so that's a blessing, man. Yeah, I'm I'm a convert. I was not always somebody that loved it, um, and I blame my husband for that. So. Um, <laughs> Now, well, speaking of your husband, we actually, yeah. Oh no, go ahead. Go ahead, Heather. Yeah. I, I actually, one of my questions for Meredith was, I was going to ask if your husband uh, works with you in the business. Uh, does he shoot with you? So he second shoots for me, okay. um, but I'm the primary owner of the business. And then he does a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Okay. Um, he actually has a full-time job as a nurse. And nice. so um, that's kind of where the logistics and the um, the workflow stuff comes in on his end of things as well. Nice. So we want to kind of introduce you. So I mean, like, so mm-hmm. uh, we're, uh, I'm, I'm assuming you live in Birmingham, right? Which I, I, I call it, right? Currently Birmingham, Alabama, but we may be somewhere else in a couple of years. We move every three to four years. Oh, uh, yeah? Because we, we okay. saw on your website, it says come, um, some, something special is coming soon. So like, uh, ooh, so oh, mystery. yeah, I like it. Yeah. yeah, you drew us in. We didn't know if that know. was like, that you were revamping your website and you were going to release a new site or if that had to do with like a complete business overhaul or, you know, what, what the story was there. Yeah, so we actually... Yeah. Oh, well, Ooh. I can tell you some of it. Um, some of it is a business overhaul. Um, 
our, our purpose is being more readily shown on the new website. And we have never gone through the branding process. So I'm super excited about that for the first time. Um, but we actually have two businesses, um, two websites. And um, so currently we're in Birmingham, but um, our secondary website talks about how we have to move every three to four years. Okay. So are you, are you primarily, a, um, a, um, by the way, um, your last name is a little difficult. So I, I made this for our, our viewers. <laughs> this, is how, this, is how to, this is how to find her right here. Okay. Just uh, so her last name, I'm going to put that up there for a couple couple of seconds there. Does everybody get that? All right. The, 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 people, the, the advantage of actually watching the live you know, version or the video version the, of this episode. The, the people uh, are listening to podcasts, uh, you're missing out, you know? So I'm, I'm for no other reason than getting to observe Rich's antics on these episodes. Antics is a good word for it. So uh, so you spell her last name. Okay, so it's Meredith. And then yes. R-Y-N-C-A-R-Z. Okay. Yes. All right. It's, so not as hard as it, it's not as hard as it looks. Um, just think of the bird, a wren, wren and then okay. cars, like you rent a car. So wren cars. Okay. There you, yeah. well, Perfect. I, I should have thought that. So on Instagram, you're <laughs> Meredith Wren Cars. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then for the website, which is going to be coming soon, there's a look, there's, I saw that there was a, a, like a header there with some rotating images that were really beautiful. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the rest of it will be coming soon, correct? So it's MeredithRingCars.com. It okay. is coming soon. Um, they're revamping everything that we've had for 10 plus years. And then we also have the RestartSpecialist.com. Yeah, and so this I'm is sorry, actually... What, what was that? It's the restart, the restart specialist.com. Restart specialist. Yeah. And so I, I have to mention, we've had Meredith now on the podcast. Meredith, this is your third time, correct? Second time on the podcast, first time on Facebook Live. Okay. Okay. Second time. Why well, I don't I don't know why I was thinking this was the third time. I feel like I've known you for a long time. Of course, we've had the opportunity to to hang out uh, in person um, individually as well as with your husband. You guys came into town. How long ago has that been? About three or four months ago? ago. It was about a year ago. Is it no, that no, long? No, no. It, no, that was the second time. We, um, yeah, we were in there in Chattanooga in September. Yeah. 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 So we actually. Uh, hung out at a place uh, that Rich and Heather and Haley are quite familiar with at Frothy Monkey mm-hmm. and um, and got to, to just have some conversation for a little bit and catch up. But uh, we've had you on the podcast previously. One of the things we talked about was the restart specialist. You alluded to the fact that you move uh, from time to time. And a lot of that, the, the concept, the idea behind the restart specialist is driven by the fact that you're faced with the reality of a new market every few years you had to figure out how to make that work, right? Exactly. Um, we we couldn't find what we wanted or what we needed in education, and we kind of hacked it and figured it out for what worked for us and what worked for other businesses that we were educating and mentoring. And out of that, we created a sister company for that. Good. Okay, That's and awesome. I may have I may have missed it, but the purpose for the move every three to four years, what was that? So my husband is active duty army. And he's a nurse. And so they move us every three to four years. Um, We've been lucky not to have to do two moves in one year yet. Um, And that is something that affects both um, our coaching business and our photography business as well. I bet. I bet. I can't imagine having to like, like re re, like, like move and like rebuild my business almost every two to three years. So, uh, so, uh, so uh, how long have y'all been married and how how many places have y'all lived? 
So we've been married 13 years um, this summer and we have moved, I have to count um, in like on my fingers. I think it's about eight at this point. Oh my wow. goodness. Yeah. Wow. So um, uh, where, uh, where's the, what's the coolest place you've, you've, uh, you've, loved, you've lived before? Oh gosh. Um, I'd say the top two coolest places we've lived was San Antonio, Texas and um, Williamsburg, Virginia. They were so oh. much fun. Nice. Very cool. Nice. Yeah. What would you what would you say has been the, the most challenging market though? Because you've had the opportunity to be in these various yeah. markets. What was the most challenging to, to kind of break into? I think they're all I think they're all challenging for different reasons. Um, Williamsburg was different because there there's a larger saturation than what I've seen in other places. Um, Birmingham has been different because it's um, Southern culture that I grew up in, but a wedding market that I was not familiar with from a, a cultural perspective. And so mm. I think each one lends a different challenge. Mm. Um, and it's been fun to kind of figure out our, like our core system and how that gets tweaked every time we look at a different uh, market. That totally makes sense. Well, speaking of of different markets and different perspectives, I, I am curious. I mean, you're in an interesting position having been in different parts of the industry, uh, not only as a photographer, but then developing your coaching business. And I, I would be curious to find out what your perspective is on the industry at this point. More specifically, is there a particular conversation or news piece in the industry right now that's captured your attention that that we should all discuss here um, on on the show? Uh-huh. Yeah, you know that uh, that new Nikon lens with a 0.2 f stop is really getting me. Ex- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> no, no, um, that that's a hard um, that's a hard one to answer. I'll be honest. Um, we had our local Tuesdays together yesterday, and then I had a phone call with um, a floral designer friend of mine that's up in Virginia, and it was. Um, kind of the same, almost the same conversation, um, not even intentionally that there's this frustration of where do I start with something? Um, I know I have to market. I know I have, you know, whether you're a photographer or you're whatever you're in the wedding industry, you're going to have pictures to market with. Um, but how do I take that and create multiple things on multiple platforms and, um, you know, people are professing that some people are saying Facebook is dead, which um, is probably a conversation for another day. Um, whereas people are all other people are saying Twitter and YouTube and all these things. And the the overwhelming perspective from these younger business owners was how do I even handle all of that, mm-hmm. um, which I think is is ultimately a workflow situation. And when you say um, handle all of that, you're talking about actually promoting their brand online mm-hmm. or through, through social media. Yeah. How do I create enough marketing material when I'm only one person? Um, some of the folks that I was talking to weren't married. They were, um, didn't have any kids. And so they worked full-time in their business, but they are craving that work-life balance. Um, but knowing that in order to be seen by their ideal clients, they have to be on more than one social media platform. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That, that frustration. Haley, uh, you've, you've been a little bit quiet over there. I want to hear from you too. What I, This is, a, this is a, com- a talking point, certainly in our industry, I think at this point. What's some of the conversation that you've seen about this? 
maybe even what your perspective is uh, on this as you've been perusing the social medias. <laughs> yeah, so I actually do have a very, um, I don't think it's like the most popular opinion on this topic is if you're not sure what platform you should be using, use all of them. <laughs> but the thing is like, and we do it with photographers at it. Most of our content is, is popular on Instagram. Like we are getting engagement there. We're not getting it on Twitter and we're not getting it on Facebook. But if you go to our pages, it's the same content that's going out. And it is great if you have an audience on Facebook and you do have an audience on Instagram to do different, uh, to put different content out there. But if you know your audiences or one, if you know your audiences on one platform, focus on that one. But if you don't know, put the content on every platform because you never know who's out there. And if you're leaving one of your platforms empty, you're missing out on opportunity. And that's, that's how I feel overall in marketing in general, because so many people miss out on opportunities because they're not showing up at all. So that's an interesting take. Yeah. There's, there's a book that Gary Vaynerchuk wrote years ago called jab, 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 right hook. And he talks very specifically about creating content specific to a platform. And I think that makes sense, but it's an interesting point that Haley brings up, which is that, um, we have at this point, um, what, what we are doing is simply copy and pasting uh, to these various platforms, understanding, um, as she said, that that there is not a, a return on investment for us to be hiring. I mean, Haley has her hands full with so many different things tied to our digital marketing right now. Uh, we would need to hire somebody else at least part time in order to create additional unique content for these different platforms. And yet we also understand where we're getting the return on investment as far as engagement is concerned. So the idea of, of, of spending additional money and or time to create unique content for each platform doesn't make sense. Um, so understanding, I mean, especially when it comes to uh, the reality for most photographers, which is they're a one person team or maybe a two person team like Rich and Heather, if they're lucky, they can only do so much with their time if they also want to have a life. Yeah. Um, so I think you have to kind of go back to that 80-20 principle. Where can I kind of put uh, or focus the majority of my time to get the best return on that investment and that result? And don't just guess at it. Look at the actual data mm -hmm. and um, and see where you're getting the best response, the best engagement. And if you're running ads, the best return on that actual financial investment and focus your time and effort and energy there. Uh, we, we just did a, a um, kind of a quick test recently, again, on Google AdWords. Uh, we, we get in 2009 or 18, rather, I think roughly 24% of our new accounts at Photographers that it came from organic Google search. And we had tested paid search uh, in the past with Google and not had great results. And we were getting a, a decent enough return on Facebook that it didn't seem to make sense to continue to spend money on Google. So we made that call. We recently tested that yet again. And to my point, instead of guessing that, hey, we're going to do this, but not this, we're actually pulling, we're testing it. We get data from it. And we see that it's costing us X amount for per conversion on Google. We're getting X amount per conversion on Facebook. These numbers are drastically different. The value is much better on Facebook. And so we focus our time and effort and energy there and a bit on Instagram as well. And so we're just making those decisions based on data. But I think we have to focus where you're getting the best return. I think that's a really great point. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of interject here because you probably overwhelmed probably about the majority of our listeners. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, data uh, uh, so, um, so uh 
Um, uh, I would say a very simple thing, which something I recently did was just simply um, added a little a little thing on my contact form on my my website to say, how did you find me? And I just mm-hmm. like a little, like, did you find me on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Google search, uh, referral, other, basically just th- those, those five choices. And, um, and I, I'm just like, and most uh, um, client management systems, I know for mine, um, it, it, you can, it just keep that data automatically and you can go, go back and, and look, say, Hey, I got a hundred inquiries last year from Google, but only, you know, 3% actually booked me. I got, uh, you know, 15% from the particular vendor, and uh, 75% book with me. So I'm like, where, you know, it, it really kind of makes it much easier to figure out where you want to um, choose your marketing dollars. I mean, like something even simple like that, that's really doable for most people. Just add something on, on, on your contact form. Just ask, hey, how did you find me? You know, mm-hmm. um, it, it's, it's, not, it's not as as robust as what uh, Nathan was talking about, but it's something. It's something. Mm-hmm. It's some kind of data, you know. <laughs> and then you know, analyzing I, when we do get our ideal <laughs> client, analyzing those statistics from where those where those ideal clients are tending to come from, you know, can be really helpful because not every client's an ideal client and not every client is one that we need to invest a lot of time in understanding as much as others, you know, so. Um, well, I, I like I like that you, first of all, made it even more practical and tangible, Rich, for for even more photographers um, that the reality and I think in some cases, the sad reality is that photographers aren't capitalizing enough on numbers, information, mm-hmm. data. And, and okay. I have to say, I was the, I would be the first one in that, that group too. If you were to look at the way that I ran my photography business, um, a good bit of the time anyway. And uh, even with a photographer's edit in the last year in particular, we've begun to, to use data in a whole different way. And it's honestly, it's so much fun because it, it gives you information to act on logically. It's not right. just a quote gut feeling. That has its place maybe here and there, but if we're going to run a scalable business that's going to last over time, we have to base our decisions on actual information, actual data. And um, so I love the simplicity of just... On that point, do you have any recommendations or suggestions or advice for people who are listening who want to know better how to get that information that you're talking about, software or tips for people who want something more tangible, yeah, you know, and Haley, measurable. Yeah, probably a Haley question right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll let Haley take it first. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the important thing is understanding what numbers are actually meaningful in your business, because while right now it's really popular to have like tens of thousands of followers, that doesn't necessarily convert into um, either engagement or paying clients. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, photographers that it is a prime example. We have over 10,000 followers on Facebook and th- a little less than 3000 on Instagram, but our engagement on Instagram is a hundred times better. So we are putting forth the effort on going in and engaging on Instagram versus trying to spend more time on Facebook, even though the audience is there, the algorithm's not there for us. So mm-hmm. You have to, there are a lot of factors that go into it, but then looking into your Instagram analytics and your CRM's analytics and seeing all of those numbers and how they're converting. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I would just do a deep dive into your, uh, if you have a business account on Instagram, it allows you to see the analytics and you can see, you know, by impression or by comments or likes or whatever, over a certain period of time. And that's one way that we've tested out our Instagram posting to see like, 
what kinds of posts are people engaging with? And is there a reason these other ones are not working and what's familiar with them? So you're talking about utilizing the statistics and the information that's already there on the back end of like the platforms that we're already using, as opposed to adopting like a new software that analyzes. Okay. That's what I do. Um, And then for your website, using Google Analytics is one that we use very often to kind of figure out where people are coming from. Um, And then within our own um, platform, our client management platform, we have where we can see they can enter in how they found photographers that it was another photographer or, you know, Google or Facebook or Instagram. Um, And then that also helps us measure our advertising efforts and our marketing efforts as well. Yeah. And I have to reemphasize Meredith and coming back to you, because I'd love for your, your thoughts on this as well, but um, Google analytics is if, if you're not, for some reason, you don't have Google analytics plugged into your website, you're definitely missing out because there's a lot of information to be gained there if you want to kind of take your, your data collection, we use the nerdy phrase, um, your data collection and gathering and ultimately, hopefully, action based on data to the next level that goes beyond just looking at that simple graph on your, your business Instagram account. Go to Google Analytics, work with your, your website developer or website company to make sure that that code is plugged in throughout your site and start looking at the information. Look at not only where you're getting visitors, uh, but also how those visitors are actually behaving on your site. You can make intelligent decisions about your site layout. And uh, you can even, depending on how you have your website set up, you can even look at conversion. So if you're getting visitors from this particular place, how effectively are they converting versus uh, getting a client or a potential client from a different source? Mm-hmm. Um, so you can begin to look at these these numbers. Again, it's numbers. I mean, when we talk about finances, it's numbers. We're looking at data and, and making intelligent decisions for our business. Again, it's numbers. Uh, having this data available to you in order to make those decisions is really important. Um, social media is a great place to start, but then if you want to take it next level, Google Analytics is a great place as well. Meredith, what about you? What, what are yeah. your thoughts on this? And I didn't mean to kind of sway to get away from you specifically. <laughs> it was a great topic to bring up. What What are your thoughts? Yeah. So for us, um, I, I 100% agree um, with having an Instagram business account. We look at our analytics. Um, we really deep dive into our analytics on that um, and seeing what the top posts are for the year. You can actually go back and look for the year for two years and see in that app what what those are, what the top performing posts were for different reasons. Um, but we also use something called Meet Edgar um, that keeps us out of Facebook um, and off of Twitter and um, LinkedIn. We also can post to that as well, but it gives us analytics on the engagement, which posts are performing the best. And it allows us to have a a better balanced life because I'm not having to constantly post and push that content to those platforms. Um, We recently started using Tailwind as well. And I think it's going to be something we stick with because of, again, the the analytics for it um, and being able to, to do a lot more with not repeating the content that we see is doing really well, but spider webbing off of that. Yeah. Taking advantage of tools like that to, to kind of help automate and streamline workflow is going to be a, a pretty important part of our conversation here, I think in just a little bit. So we're going to go there. I appreciate you kind of setting that up for us, Meredith, <laughs> and also sharing that resource and any of the resources that we discussed today 
websites, um, books, or, or otherwise, we're going we're gonna to be linking to those in the show notes. So for those of you watching live, you can check this out later on today when we post the, the audio version of this episode at Boca, B-O-K-E-H podcast.com. Uh, we'll have show notes available there. I, I constantly compliment Haley for the way that she puts all this information together, because while the individual episodes are quite loaded with information, I and mean, we've put out over 200 episodes at this point, uh, there's additional resources to go along with that that can help your your further dive into whatever topic we're discussing. You can check them out, bocapodcast.com. And uh, thanks to Haley for that too. Haley, maybe you can just kind of intro where we're at with um, the, the latest series for Workflow Wednesday and what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah. So last month uh, in January, we talked all about um, client experience. And then for February, we didn't go live last week. There was some travel. Um, but this month we are talking about marketing and advertising. Um, and so I think next week we have an episode as well. And then the following we won't go live again, but we're going to continue the marketing because it's there's so much to talk about. Um, so we'll continue that into March as well. Perfect. Yeah. And and to, I mean, all of our conversations so far, the reality is that as sole proprietors in most cases with maybe a, a business partner, it's we have a lot to manage. So to take on this, this process of effectively marketing our business can seem overwhelming at times. And um, even, even when it comes to planning for that. And so we're going to talk about that specifically today, how to create a content calendar, how to plan. Um, I mean, I'll be the first to admit to, again that I have, there are times where I'm kind of last minute um, doing something for my business, whether that's posting to social media or quickly you know, booking my, my tickets for a flight in five days or whatever it might be. Um, it still happens as much as I like to plan and, and to, struct- to have structure in my, my company. But when it comes to creating content and consistently putting it out there on social media, it really does take planning if we want to do it effectively. And so Meredith is here today. And thank you, Meredith, so much for making time to do this, to talk to us about how to create a content calendar so that we're not only creating good content, not last minute, but um, that we have a plan for the future, which is, is really important to help minimize stress and maximize flexibility. So Talk to us a little bit first, if you don't mind, Meredith, about the type of content that you're putting out. And this is something we've talked about on the podcast uh, a decent amount at this point. But, you know, mm-hmm. people are putting out a lot of the same content, number one. And um, something that I think we talked about even just recently is the reality, which is that a lot of that content doesn't add value, that much value uh, to the viewer or even for the sake of the brand putting that content out. So I'm curious what kind of content you're putting out uh, at the moment each day or each week or each month. Wait a second. Wait a second. You, you're saying that the photo I put of my sumo orange on Instagram stories. <laughs> I'm telling you uh, that that sumo orange is life changing. Uh, OK, so, uh, you know, it's funny. I, I did see your post about that. And I, most people or many people know probably that I grew up in Japan. And so sumo is a very close thing to my heart. But I don't know that I realized there was an orange called the sumo orange. Oh, so you actually taught me something. Matt. Uh, Nathan, after Nathan, the video today, Nathan, go like <laughs> go to Earth Fair. They, they are unbelievably good. Like like it will redefine what your idea about what an orange should be. It is so good. They're okay. expensive, but so worth it. Like, okay. That's why I said that's why that's why I said treat yourself. So uh, <laughs> they are not the cheapest orange on the market, but they are so <laughs> worth it. Okay, 
All right. Well, then, then effectively you have added value to my yeah. life. So I know, I know, but I feel like I'd explain it. To you value, you know Someone's taking things personally. I am. Today. <laughs> All right. Sorry, Meredith. I apologize. You can get no, back. No, I think I think that's a perfect segue into talking about content because what you put up there on Instagram, and now I have to go check it out, uh, <laughs> is connected with Nathan, and so I think that that leads it into what, you know, what quality content we're creating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what does that actually look like then for you as far as the type of content you're creating? I mean, are you, do you have some ratio of, uh, you know, entertaining content to personal content to business content? And then what kind of business content you're creating? What is, what does that actually look like on a, a very tangible level? Yeah. So typically we try to stick to the 80, 20 rule of 80% content that is not talking about us personally Hmm. and 20% that is more personal driven um, because both sides, both businesses, um, we want to have that relationship with our clients, whether it's um, a B2B or a B2C. And um, because of that, we do include that, um, And we start from a filter of, um, some people call them buckets, Um, you know, whether you want to call it stratifying your content. Um, But we, for each business, we have five things that we cycle through and um, everything kind of filters through that. So what are those? You have my curiosity now. What are they? (laughs) So are there five buckets as you described? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So for the photography side of the house, um, we're really big about printing your legacy. So um, that that kind of leads back to our earlier conversation about the website and why it's getting changed. And um, then we are huge into being prepared for your wedding day so that you're not stressed, so that you can actually savor your marriage um, and not really have to think about what's going on that day, but just be in the moment. Um, Then of course we talk about our personal lives, um, whether that's um, food or uh, marriage advice. And that kind of then breaks down those five main categories, get broken down into smaller things, um, more specific things. So if we're talking on a personal level, that may be um, a date night or, um, it may be a recipe. We tend to um, share those with um, Jason has a, a unique quality of getting any recipe out of any chef in any city that we've ever been in. Oh, really? Like just asking about the restaurant? <laughs> well, no, literally saying, you know, I'm in the military and we're moving and this is the best cheesecake I've ever had. Like he did that when we first got married and I thought for sure the chef would be like, yeah, that's not happening. And they came out five minutes later with this amazing um, cheesecake recipe that we, to this day, is his favorite. Wow. Haley's going to post that on our uh, <laughs> today. <laughs> Speaking oh, of adding value, yeah. Exactly, yes. exactly. It's so, the best value to this podcast so far. All right, I like it. Uh, all right. Um, so that, that's where, um, that 20% of like personal content comes in, um, whether it's in our newsletter and sharing that recipe, cause it's not something that we like put everywhere, um, <laughs> or, um, whether it's talking about, um, how to pick your bridal party so that you have the right 
personal, you know, personalities in there. Um, just things like that for the, the photography side of things. Okay. So you've broken this down, which is really interesting. I think it's important to note, and this may seem obvious, but those so-called buckets, whether it's three mm-hmm. or four or five buckets are going to look different for everyone's business model based yes. on whatever their mission statement is, whatever uh, their target market is, whatever their brand position is, it's going to vary. But I like the 80-20 focus on value added. And then here's a little bit of me as well. Even that probably is going to look different for different people. I mean, I, we've we've uh, had Ren, uh, on, Ren Thompson on, on the podcast uh, actually just a few weeks ago. She's a local photographer here in Chattanooga. And she she probably does it the other way around. It's probably more like eighty percent personal, twenty percent business, and yet she books most of her most, if not all, of her business through Instagram. Um, not I shouldn't say despite that because it sounds negative, but via that approach. So it's interesting. I, I, it's definitely not going to be. There's not a one size fits all uh, solution here. But I was even just um, talking today. I was actually being interviewed for a podcast earlier today by another photographer, and we were talking about the significance of adding value to our content that we're putting out there. I just, there's something about certainly being personal and sharing it, but even that in some cases becomes kind of cliche. And I just want somebody, if they're following me, um, to, yeah, sure. To see my, my kids, I posted something about my kids today, me and my kids today. Um, but if, if I'm going to especially take the time to post the stories on a regular basis, I want them to actually walk away with something. Sure. Occasionally yeah. a laugh is great, but I want to do something for somebody that's going to have a deeper impact. And even if that happens for just one person that sees that post that day, that's extremely fulfilling to me. I realize it's maybe a reflection more of my value set and, and different people are going to have different values, but I just love that focus on adding value. And I think we could all stand to do that a little bit more. Yeah. Ren actually commented and said, I was totally thinking I'm more 80% personal because she's watching <laughs> She said, yeah. you read my mind, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, yeah, again, I, I, I warned you, Ren. I warned you about how boring my life was. She's uh, like, you know, post more personal stuff. I'm like, okay, I will. I'm like posting stuff on sumo oranges. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like uh, this is this is my life, Ren. You you uh, you open up this can, and now you get to see how boring my life is. So, boom. But that's well, where have- those those buckets. So, in talking about those 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 main buckets, so one of them is personal for us like that that's one of our five buckets but within that are a couple different things so for us in that personal bucket cuz i i agree with you like i think about on a snap decision of like our our life like we have kids it's it's not like <laughs> crazy it's not trips to, yeah it's not crazy <laughs> trips to europe and like date nights every night and so Um, I sat down with a friend of mine as we were um, content planning last year and thinking about this. And she said, well, if you have these, these content buckets, then why not have your, your personal bucket broken down into sections that, you know, routinely, okay, if I'm posting about this, then next time I need to put a personal post up instead of just kind of willy nilly, just saying, ah, I feel like doing you know, putting sumo oranges up there today. Instead you say, okay, let me pull from each one um, each time I post. And so for us, it's food, um, marriage, um, whiskey, and um, then our, our kids and our family and um, anything that falls under like what we're currently doing. And so that, that kind of lets us cycle through because most people are not going to want to come to my Instagram feed and see like 10, 
pictures of us drinking whiskey, then they might be concerned at that point. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you're attracting the kind of client you want, you know, like possibly. You yes. <laughs> I like this idea of pulling from different buckets because I think that as business owners and as photographers, listen, there's a lot of great photographers out there. And at the end of the day, we have to recognize that our clients are hiring us for us, not just for the images that we're presenting to the world and the images that they hope to get from us, but for, from the way in which they connect with us on a personal level. And this is something that quite honestly, um, moment of transparency, I do not feel that we've done very well in our business when it comes to Instagram, because our business is named Rich Smith Photography. It is named after my husband. He is the primary photographer. And yet I feel that men interact with social media very differently than women. Women get on, women business owners get on and they're like, girl, it's been that kind of day. And then they say something that makes other women feel like they're connecting with them. Mm-hmm. And we're all in this together, girlfriend. And we need a mimosa and we need to go have brunch. Yeah. And I, at the I, end of the day, I, women connect. I tried that one time. And didn't <laughs> not, didn't I'm just laughing because I have, I have this like this picture in my mind of Rich beginning to do this. Like in the next post is going to be Rich with his little mimosa. Just having yeah. exactly, exactly. I, but Haley, do you feel me though? Like women, in, women present yeah. themselves differently and interact with each other differently. It's more of like an empathy, um, relational connectedness. We're all like, I just feel like the, the trend and the theme is to get a little vulnerable, talk about what's going on in your life right now. Talk about what's difficult maybe offer a little encouragement to the people who are reading the post. Mm -hmm. And I think that with your bucket system, Meredith, I think that's so good because then we can actually begin to think through a little bit more strategically. Okay. Well, that was our last three posts. How about if we grab something here and how about if we grab something here? And so we're still putting personal aspects of ourselves Mm -hmm. um, out, out there for our, for our followers, but we're not playing a one string guitar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, exactly. Does that make sense? Like we're rotating yeah. through, co- we're rotating through content, yeah. but we're rotating. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm picking up what you're laying down. It's awesome. <laughs> we're, we're, still, we're still personally connecting, but we're doing it in a way that's a little more strategic and a little more thought out, you know, yeah. um, and maybe less redundant at the end of the day. That, that's a great point. I mean, it, you don't, you don't, I mean, we started the conversation with this idea that we're, that photographers, probably a lot of new photographers in particular, are like, what do I do? And yes. even, even us running businesses for years and years still, in some cases, are going to be like, what do I do? And sometimes it's nice just to have an established or pre-established structure in place that drives what we do. Um, and so I, that really just segues beautifully to the next question, which is, I mean, and maybe at this point it's rhetorical, but what would you say then is the benefit outside of what we already talked about uh, of actually planning this content in advance? Some may argue that it's a bit robotic and I just want to go at the moment and post whatever's going on in the present. But what would you say is are, are the primary benefits of planning this in advance before we get into how to go about the process? Yeah, so I think um, I 100% understand like the the not wanting to feel like a robot. But for me, um, I want to be able to close down shop at five o'clock. I don't want to have to be constantly creating content when I want to be off Mm -hmm. from work. Mm -hmm. And so these Mm -hmm. systems and these apps that we use that either do it automatically or have an automation to it, which is um, automation with a human touch. It is allowing me to have more time with my kids, but have more content pushed onto social media. And 
I can still post in the moment. I save that posting in the moment for Instagram stories. Mm -hmm. I save that more for that aspect of things. And then if it's something that I really feel like I can add this to my content buckets, then I'll take a picture of it or I'll um, save that video and put it up again later at a different time. But Mm -hmm. for me, um, I'm not necessarily worried about as much in the moment on, on Instagram feed or on Facebook or anything like that. And it's allowed me to not feel that when we first got started, that feeling of, okay, what do I post? I don't know what to talk about today. And instead I sit down at different times during the week and plan out in Planoly for Instagram or in meet Edgar for whatever prompts or questions I need to put into Facebook, those get planned out ahead of time. And then I can be off on Saturday when my Mm. kids are home. Mm -hmm. That's really, really good. Well, and let's just use that then as a further segue into the next question, which is how this process, this planning process happens. Can you make it a bit more tangible and practical for our listeners? So they have an idea of how to go about planning their content calendar. And, yeah. uh, and, for, and for me, you can talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm the tangible representation of our listeners right now. Right <laughs> so, awesome. And, so, yeah, if you could explain it to me like I'm a five-year-old, that'd be great. Um. <laughs> <laughs> this is Instagram. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Good. I'm sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I think, I, I mean, that, that works. Uh, <laughs> I have a five-year-old. I understand how that works. Nice. Oh, I'm sorry, Meredith. <laughs> um, she, she, you probably heard her earlier come down and try oh, it. I, I love it. I love it. Um, so again, this is going to sound robotic, but it really isn't. Um, so Jason, hand, for right now, in our season of this year, next year, I know it's going to change um, based on some things that are going on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for right now, um, he handles all the YouTube scheduling, all the YouTube um, content that gets pushed onto our other social media platforms. And so he'll go through and put it into Meet Edgar. And there's actually an algorithm to it so that the same content is not being posted all across all social media channels at the same time. Mm -hmm. So there is some robotics to that. Um, He also schedules things for that um, with specific dates in mind. So if we just had a wedding, um, actually four weddings this last weekend. And so he went in, they were tiny weddings all back to back. And so he went in and pre-scheduled a anniversary post for every single one of those brides that will happen a year from now so that I don't have to, to on the day of go, Oh, I've got to run to my office. I've got to pull those pictures. Instead, they're already in Planoly waiting for me um, so that I don't have to stop what I'm doing. So those types of things that we know, like Valentine's day is coming up now. Valentine's Day, if you're planning for Valentine's Day now, you're behind the curve. <laughs> but um, let's say Mother's Day, if you're, if you're a family photographer, you can start planning content now for that and have it scheduled to go out. Either if, if you don't have the money for an app, um, Facebook actually will allow you to ske- schedule stuff when you go to post it. And you can do things like that to kind of... Um, to pre-plan 
if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. But I, I'm even more curious though. I mean, we have tools, like you mentioned, Planoly. We use Buffer. Mm-hmm. Um, you can use Meet Edgar. Meet Edgar, for whatever reason, it triggers, what What was the the old uh, search platform? Oh, ask, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, ask, ask Jeeves. Jeeves. That's yeah. what it reminds me of, for whatever reason. But I know. every I, I'm with you. Every time she says <laughs> it, I'm thinking, ask Jeeves. I'm like, I'm glad they survived. I, I didn't know they, they rebranded, I guess. Okay. That's so yeah. funny. Right. I mean, that, that dates me too, but I, that's just what comes oh. to mind. But so we have all these different, these, uh, different mm-hmm. applications, pieces of software, web-based software, otherwise, that enable us to be able to automate some of this process of posting and even posting to multiple platforms. But mm-hmm. I want to get into the nitty gritty of, of what yeah. that looks like. Like, so take us through okay. a week or a okay. day or even a planning session um, yeah. so we can get an idea of what the process looks like, if you will. Okay. So um, we have what's called, Jason calls it a battle rhythm. I'm sure it's called something else. Um, but we literally have on our bulletin boards by each of our desks, our specific tasks for that morning. I don't open up Instagram. I don't respond to texts. Um, I don't o- respond to emails. Um, so I get up at 5.30 in the morning. I know that's really crazy, um, but that's just the way I roll. And so getting up in the morning and going and doing those specific battle rhythms for that day, and those are all to do with, um, those battle rhythms are to do with social media posting that has to happen in the future. And Can you explain just, just really quickly mm-hmm. what that phrase actually means? Like when you say battle rhythm, what is that? Because that's I don't think I've heard that yeah. before. Is that an army thing? Yeah. The, the military thing? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So it, it's your rhythm of each day. It's the thing that has to be done every single day, whether it's um, your birthday, whether it's Saturday, whether it's whatever. So for Monday, Monday, I know that I have to go ahead and schedule the newsletter for Thursday to go out. So that Thursday newsletter corresponds with our YouTube channel and that for the photography side of things. And so those happen on Monday that every Monday that has to happen. I have to sit down. I have to write that newsletter. I have to implement uh, or input the um the YouTube link for the video that's going to be going live that, that time. And then I do five um, Instagram posts for the photography side of things on Monday. And those have to happen every single Monday, no matter what, so that we're two or three weeks ahead of time, ahead of schedule. Then instead of me doing something um, on the fly and then rabbit trailing, um, you know, opening up my Instagram to post something and then seeing that I have a comment or a question and then bunny trailing off that. And then coming back 30 minutes later, because I've gotten sucked into scrolling and not doing my job. And that keeps me focused to make sure that the marketing side of things actually happen. The content that we're producing on our blogs um, actually gets pushed out. The, the eBooks that we're writing don't just sit there, but they actually get utilized by people. So those are, that makes sense. Yeah. So by battle rhythm, yeah, go ahead. So by battle rhythm, Monday is going to look different than Tuesday. Um, Wednesday, we actually take us, take us to Tuesday. So Monday you you were talking about news, uh, YouTube and newsletter, uh, and then the five Instagram posts, the five Instagram posts for you. Does that cover a day, two days? Does it cover the week? So we, we try to post for each, um, 
Um, now I will, I will say in full disclosure, um, I had the flu last week, so there wasn't a lot going on and things got behind. <laughs> Unfortunately. Um, yeah. That, that does happen from time to time. I get it. Excuses, yeah. excuses. <laughs> <laughs> those, those stinky kids, right. They, yeah. they um, so I'm actually going to pull up our, our battle rhythm. I'm, I'm not in my office. Otherwise I could reference it, but I'm going to pull it up and actually, Actually, it's interesting that you mentioned getting sick because I feel like Rich and I have had seasons of our business where we've been extremely consistent with things like scheduling social media posts. And then something will happen. Either we travel or someone gets sick or the both kids are sick and you're out of your rhythm for a period of time. And I think what's so hard is getting back into a rhythm after falling off the wagon, whether that's, I mean, that could be anything from exercise to running a business, you know, because it's not, it doesn't come naturally. Yeah. And so I feel like it's interesting you mentioned that because those are exactly the kinds of things that happen that translate to us falling off the wagon and not getting back on for quite a while. Mm -hmm. Like we've had seasons where we've been on it with social media and Mm -hmm. we've done the scheduling and we've done all that. Mm -hmm. And then something happens and then we're, we're off the schedule for, for a while. And we don't find it easy to get back on really quickly. I don't know why that is. Um, I think we've found that, and that's part of why we created the battle rhythm is because um, it it not only gets us ahead so that when these things happen, um, it's already automated so that our business runs. Mm -hmm. If we're sick, um, if there's a car accident, um, if we have to take a trip somewhere or, some random thing happens um, so that we're always ahead of what we need to do. Um, but it also, we found like at Christmas time, the end of Christmas and, and right after new year's is the hardest time for me to get back into my business mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I've, I've had kids yeah. home mm-hmm. and now they're back at school. And I just want to be like, it's quiet in the house and mm-hmm. I don't have oh, to 100%. like, yeah. do anything. So that battle rhythm of being able to go into a, um, into my office in the morning has helped me get more done. And Jason's done this for a lot longer than that. Like he's able to not only he's getting his master's degree right now. So not only is he getting his master's degree, but he's helping me run the restart specialist and helping me second shoot and being a dad and being a husband. And I've seen where there, there were times before I started implementing this, where I'd look at him and go, how the heck are you standing upright? Like you just, he's like, I don't have anything to do. I've already written that paper and this is done. And, um, oh yeah, the YouTube is it's scheduled. It's done. It's edited. (laughs) We hate him a little bit. Go on. (laughs) No, I know. Like it it would be very frustrating. And, um, he kept exactly like me, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's, like, it's like we're twins. Wow. <laughs> he, yeah, he um, he really kept encouraging me. And I think there was a point of frustration of like, if you'll just do this, like if you'll just listen to me. Mm. And in doing this, I've seen a huge um, change in how much I get done mm. and how quickly I get it done. And so, um, well, I like that you said, I like that you said that um, I have to do this every Monday morning mm-hmm. because I like that you use the word I have to, because that's a self-imposed deadline. No one's going to do anything if you don't, but it's, oh. I love the idea of the self-imposed deadline as a business owner, because it's, it's like a decision that you're making to be disciplined, to do what you know needs to be done for the business to grow. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, it reminds me of that that podcast we listened by Craig Rochelle about about time management. Yes, oh, so good. Yeah, yeah. Yes, we'll okay. have to 
we'll have to link to that in the show notes now. Amazing. Oh, it's such a, oh, mm, yeah. Good stuff. We need to listen to it again. Oh, yeah. We okay. probably, yeah, it inspired us. And then and now we're slacking. We're slackers. Yeah. Then that, you fell off the wagon again. <laughs> and another thing that I like that you've mentioned too, Meredith, is that you've, again, you've set up a baseline strategy for why you're posting what you're posting. Mm-hmm. And the content that you're posting. And so it's not just like, oh, I wake up at 530 every morning and I make five random Instagram posts that may right. or may not have any proactive benefit on my business. You've said these are the types of things that we that we need to post. Those are strategic things that and this is and I'm I'm reiterating the things that you're saying because I think they're so helpful and because they're helpful for us. These are areas that we struggle, you know, and so having strategic posts. And then having the self-imposed deadline, I feel like those are two really great, really great um, nuggets that we can kind of hold on to. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's good. I, and I actually want to jump because we've got just a few minutes here before we, um, we finish for today. I'd love to jump back to that battle rhythm. You talked about what happens on Monday. Can you kind of mm-hmm. run us through a week? Because it, yeah. I, to Heather's point, the, the advice uh, the baseline principles that are driving what you do, it's extremely helpful for our listeners who maybe this doesn't necessarily come naturally to. Mm-hmm. Um, so being able to take those principles and apply it, but then to have a, an even more tangible feel for what it looks like on a day-to-day basis would be really helpful. So can you just very briefly run us through the battle plan for the week and what that looks like? You said Monday uh, prepping for the news or the YouTube content mm-hmm. is that's going out. That's in conjunction with your newsletter as well. Five mm-hmm. Instagram posts. What's Tuesday? So I've, I actually pulled it up because um, I, I don't have it memorized, um, <laughs> which is why I print things out. I, I'm a paper girl. So um, on Monday, we re- we pu- I, I handle most of the photography side of things as far as the behind the scenes. Jason's, ha- Jason's handling some of the behind the scenes for the restart specialist. Um, and so I'm pulling in anything for Meet Edgar for um, I do three meet Edgar posts on Monday. Um, and that's whether it's a question um, that I want meet Edgar to post later for a, a private coaching group that we have, or whether it's um, something that is a blog post from um, the photography side of things. And then I will take um, a week of quotes and create them for not only use on, and this is where you need to repurpose that content and, and people get stuck is we take a week of quotes for MRP, whether it's bridal education, whether it's what, whatever it may be that falls in those content buckets. And I create them in Canva and I upload them to meet Edgar so that they can then push back out later on at another time. So I'm constantly creating content. And then those same quotes get put into, um, Planally for Instagram to be scheduled. So I'm creating content that's going to go out at different times. It's the same, but I'm not working as hard because they're going out at different times. So this is all on Monday. Um, and then on Tuesday, I'm doing another three posts into Meet Edgar. I'm um, making sure that the Restart Specialist blog publishes because it's been acting up. So I'm, I'm double checking that things are getting done um, on a Tuesday. And then I'm changing our link tree every morning on Tuesdays to correspond with our new blog post, our new YouTube video on Instagram. And then I'm going and doing an Instagram story to push that YouTube video. So these are the things that I do on Tuesday in the morning. Um, Now the Instagram story, I'm not doing it 530 in the morning. That gets 
pre-recorded um, or I put an alarm to remind myself to do it later that day if I've got crazy Simba-like hair going on. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's real, guys. Curly hair. No um, and so then Wednesday, I'm doing another five Instagram posts. Um, Wednesdays are our light days as far as social media because Wednesdays are our YouTube days where we'll actually batch record. Um, so that's our battle rhythm for Wednesdays is we're batch recording YouTube videos for either the photography side of things or the restart side of things. Um, and then I'm pinning to Pinterest five pins every single day, whatever day of the week it is. So some of that stuff repeats, um, whether it's a Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, some of it repeats in small chunks. So I'm not sitting down and writing 15 Instagram posts in one day. Um, I'm doing it in small chunks. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Breaking it up makes it so much more manageable. Cause if you saw, if you had this whole list just sitting in front of you with again, no structure to designate you do this thing on this day and this thing on this day, you probably just put it off because it looks overwhelming in that long list. Breaking yeah. it up makes it um, into chunks, makes it a lot easier. Rich, you're raising your hand there. It'll be me. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when, I'm when like, this personality feels I'm, overwhelmed, I'm, they just procrastinate. I'm, I'm like, Oh man, but <laughs> scrolling is so much easier. <laughs> it's so much That's more true. fun. <laughs> do you have, do you have anything designated to Thursday and Friday? I do. Um, and Again, this is doing small chunks. So we're, I'm pulling in three more things for Meet Edgar on Thursday. Um, I'm making sure the MRP, the photography blog publishes. So we do the restart specialist blogs on Tuesdays, YouTube for restart on Tuesdays. And then on Thursdays is the photography, YouTube and the photography blog. Um, so then I'm pushing out the content on Thursdays for um, an Instagram story to, to push the YouTube video for the photography side of the house. I'm um, pinning five more pins to Pinterest and I'm um, changing up the link tree for the photography side of things. So those things happen on Thursday and then Fridays um, I'm prepping the other newsletter for um, the other side of the house. So Fridays wow. are a little bit lighter because that's our meeting day or we're prepping for a wedding. You know, you know, what's interesting to me about this is, um, I mean, and I'm sure plenty of accounting and email management and and whatever 50, list of 50 other things you might have to do as a photography business owner, they go on. You're not talking about those things. But most photographers probably wouldn't even think about the or consider the notion that they have time mm -hmm. to create this much content. Mm -hmm. I love that you've actually prioritized proactively creating value add content to push out to your, your photography clients, to your education clients on a consistent basis too. And I would venture, and I know I've, I've alluded to this before, um, but having been a, a wedding photographer for over 10 years, I know what the workflow is like and how much work it actually takes to, to run a business versus how much time gets wasted and how much time we take up doing random things that probably aren't that important. We could easily run a, a full-time wedding photography business with about 20 hours a week. And so if that's the case, then what can you do with that additional time? Besides obviously hang out with the cool people in our lives, what could you do with, say, even an additional five hours to mm -hmm. add value to your potential clients, add values, value to the photography industry, if that makes sense for your business model? Um, it, there's opportunity to do this kind of thing. I'm just so impressed because I've, I've yet to, I mean, for most photographers, this is definitely not going to be the norm. Yeah. yeah. And this, this that, that battle rhythm that I read to you, that that's my battle rhythm. His is separate. And so wow. he 
he's doing the books on one day and he's checking our CRM on another day um, and updating anything with that. And so don't, don't think that we're not like doing, doing all oh, the sure. other things, but that that's just my side of the house. And by doing that, you made a really good point, Nathan. Um, it gives me more time to create eBooks, to mentor clients, to um, write out a new um, online course that we're putting together. And so that allows me more time to create more things that are either educational or to take a break and say, you know what, I just want to go outside and play baseball with my kids. Yep, absolutely. Or for Rich to go eat some more sumo oranges. I'm telling you, life changing. You can me now, but you do eat one, you'll 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 be like, uh, I get it now. I want you to post a sumo orange on your Instagram stories. Yes, sir. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I I hate to cut short here um, because it feels like we're just getting warmed up, but I, I really appreciate you making this more practical and tangible for again for I mean myself included for photographers who maybe this doesn't necessarily come natural to to create this kind of structure. Mm-hmm. Uh, to have a system on a daily basis, a workflow that you follow uh, to help minimize confusion or time wasting because you don't know what to do next. I think all of these, the baseline principles are important, but then even to give them an idea of, of what type of content they can be posting and how, yeah. go, how to go about doing that on a daily basis is really good food for thought, good inspiration um, and actionable ideas as well. So I have yeah. to thank you, Meredith, for making time to come on and, and share yes. with us today. Thank you, Meredith. Yeah, glad to be here. Thank you. And and Haley, great. maybe you can kind of um, help us close out by, uh, you, you alluded to it a little bit, but talk to us a little bit about what's coming up. Yeah, so we're going to continue through February with um, more marketing and advertising topics. And next week, we're going to talk about Facebook ads and the five biggest mistakes that people are making and what you should be doing instead. <laughs> Ooh, mm. Which I like is, that teaser. Yeah, it, it's, I'm pretty excited about, about this one. Um, you know, we were mentioning earlier too, sources for data. I will say that if you as a photography business owner are not actually running Facebook ads, you're actually missing out on a pretty significant source of data as well. The amount of data that you can collect um, about your potential clients or maybe even existing clients through the Facebook platform uh, as controversial uh, controversial as that has become, uh, it's just a simple fact. There is a lot of data there to be had. And if you want to understand who you're marketing to, what their interests are, how to better engage them, mm-hmm. um, it's a really powerful platform. But we're going to be talking about Facebook ads next week. Looking forward to that. But again, thank you, Meredith, for making time today for the Boca podcast for Workflow Wednesday. And uh, we'll make sure to link to all the resources, including Meredith's Instagram and website uh, in the show notes. Meredith, will you just reiterate um, social social and website one more time? Yeah. So you can find me at MeredithRankars.com or at TheRestartSpecialist.com. <laughs> Rich, Rich is holding this up. The, the written I, I, I mentioned notes a while, but I've been like, there For video, yeah. yeah. And then you can also find me on Instagram at Meredith Rencars or at the Restart Specialist, which has an underscore under each word. It's probably not easy to say. <laughs> we'll make sure to link to those in the show notes. Again, bocapodcast.com for the show notes for the audio version of this episode, which will go out at about 5 Eastern today. And uh, for those of you that are listening to the audio version, come hang out with us on the live version on video. Um, make fun of Rich, ask questions. Facebook.com slash photogs edit P H O T O G S E D I T. Thank you everyone for listening in, for watching today. 
have a wonderful, wonderful day. So great talking with you guys. See you guys. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Boca Podcast. Will you let us know what you thought by leaving a review of the podcast in iTunes or the Apple Podcast app? And I'd love to hear from you personally with your thoughts about the podcast and maybe suggestions about future topics and guests for the show. My email is nathan at photographersedit.com. The Boca Podcast is brought to you by Photographers Edit, custom image editing for the wedding and portrait photographer. Visit photographersedit.com.